If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold. Hey, welcome Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about the future, and it's better than you think it is. So to connect with us, First of all, check out our sponsor web, website. That's braveheartsforkids.org. And while you're there, check out spotlighthope.org. That's the uh, flagship uh, Brave Hearts for Kids uh, app for Android and iPhones. You can email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org and uh, give us a call sometime soon. We'll, I expect we'll be taking calls in later shows. In fact, I'll have some information for you later on about what we have planned for especially the week of October 21st. That's uh, two weeks from now. Be sure to connect with us also on social media. You can like us and follow us on Facebook at Brave Hearts for Kids. And please be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn, too. Our guest today is Sherry Sarver-Johnson, the mad scientist, where mad is make a difference. Um, she can be reached at uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org on the website. Email at Sherry Johnson at BraveHeartsForKids.org. And uh, the phone for Brave Hearts is 630 389 8248. And uh, like I say, like and follow us on Facebook. Make uh, Maybe make Bravehearts your Amazon smile charity. Hey, there's an idea. Doing good anywhere does good everywhere, remember? So the first thing I wanted to do is start with a story. And the story I have for you today is a while back I was speaking to a chamber of commerce. And I was telling them about how how you, I know that you're passionate about your work, and I I, I know that, and everybody's you know, yeah yeah. And then uh, I said, and and you want to have people that uh, that work with you that are passionate uh, about your work too, right? And they're like yeah yeah. And I said, well, I got news for you. And I could see people leaning in, like they were expecting me to tell them how to find those people or how to how to get the people that they had working there to be passionate about their work the way they're passionate about their work. And I said, I said, I got news for you. I said, get real. You see, the people that work there aren't going to be passionate about your work the way you're passionate about your work, but they will be passionate about something. Let them be. Let them be. Because having passionate people in the workplace I reckon is just plain good for business. And so I I tell people in the Chamber of Commerce, let them be passionate about about their work. I went on to tell the Chamber of Commerce that we live in the best time in the history of the world. It's the, I think it's, we live in the best time and the best place in the history of the world. And that it's, it's not, it's good. You know, it's not, it's not just good. It's great, and it's getting better, and it's getting better fast. And I think it's exciting. I find it exciting to watch it 
happen, to watch things getting better. And it, it's exhilarating to be part of making it happen. And, I, you know, I sometimes I get uh, uh, somebody will respond to that in a, in a meeting like at the Chamber of Commerce and say, hey, Brian, don't you, don't you follow the news? Don't you, aren't you aware of what's going on in the world? And I'll tell them, well, you know, I, I, I really do make it a point to avoid most of the news. But you can't help but be aware of what's going on in the world. And while it would be impossible to say there's no room for improvement in the world, we do live in the best time in the history of the world, the best place in the history of the world. Because I, I do have a sense of history. And if you go back even, say, 500 years to a place like England, that we consider to be relatively civilized. And 500 years ago, the Anglicans were burning Lutherans at the stake. And if they found a Catholic or Catholic priest, they would be in a lot of trouble. Well, this Chamber of Commerce meeting had Anglicans and Catholics and Lutherans sitting at the same table, and they didn't even know who was who, let alone want to burn each other up. So from that standpoint, yeah, things have gotten better and they've gotten a lot better. And, and I really believe that things are getting better and they're getting better fast. And it's exciting to watch it happen. It's exhilarating to be part of making it happen. And it's really fun to be able to work with someone that is, is part of making it happen. And that someone is uh, Sherry Sarver Johnson. And so welcome, Sherry. Wow, <laughs> that was quite an introduction. Thank you. Um, I enjoy doing my best to try to make things happen. And I, I was just loving your uh, story there because I think that sometimes we forget that motivation or inspiration really does come from the heart. And being able to lead people from the heart is much, much more powerful than uh, any kind of external incentive that we could come up with. So you kind of like the idea of, of, of let them be passionate about something. Right? Yes, absolutely. Because that's going to, that's going to spill over. Somebody comes to work passionate because all weekend long they were doing something they love to do. Mm-hmm. That's going to spill over in the workplace. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, just describing the Venn diagram you know, is, is as good. I, I guess it's probably not as good as, as putting it on a whiteboard. And I, I do have that idea of, of, uh, making some videos to go along with with this and uh because that idea of of having um having uh you know the three circle venn diagram where where you have your passion and or mission and and uh the the mission of the organization and the um uh the the mission of the uh the, the people that the organization serves you know um yeah. And, and that sweet spot where yeah, they all so intersect. Exciting. It is. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. And it's, it is, and it's exhilarating to be part of making it happen. And that idea of being the mission specialist and working with organizations, um, you know, like, like Bravehearts and the people that, uh, the volunteers mm-hmm. that work, for, work with Bravehearts uh, and the people that are, that are served by Bravehearts. That's, you know, that's, a, that's an exciting uh, mission to work on, right? Well, you know, just the word heart. I mean, we were just talking about what that means. And uh, we came up with Bravehearts actually with the idea that a Braveheart is someone with the compassion to help and the courage to serve. And I know I've heard you talk about this many times. And it sounds maybe oversimplified, 
But it's that simple. It's doing, taking the, the one small step, whatever it might be that you can do to make a difference. Well, yeah, and when you say one small step, and that's that um, the, uh, uh, the, the the thing that I, I like to say, and well, there's a lot of things I like to say, but, you know, the uh, one of my, my most favorites is um, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And the example I always use there is pick up a cigarette, but you've made the world a better place. It's a tiny thing, but things are moving in uh, either in the in in the positive direction or or they're not right. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes people ask me like what I mean by uh, the mad scientists or or what make a difference really is, and the simplicity is dreaming big and then taking small actions. Mm-hmm. Now that also there's a lot being said in there because to do that to be able to dream big and then at the same time be willing to take something to take an action that may not seem like it's going to take you that far towards your goal mm-hmm. but to do that consistently that takes mastery yeah. because you because the way we're wired in our brains it's not easy to do so i've just said a mouthful in that one little statement yeah. and that's but that's where the magic is is being able to get ourselves to consistently take small action towards a big dream. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that, uh, um, that it's one thing at a time, you know, one, it will pick up a cigarette, but you know, maybe someone else does, does the same thing. Uh, we, we talk about that grain of rice story a lot. Yeah. And I use that as an example so many times. Um, and it, we were talking just before the show about, um, about the idea that we're wired and you want to, uh, well, I, th- I think if I remember we were talking about how, we're, we have different levels of our brain, different parts of our brain. This is what's so exciting to me because these are par- things now understanding in the world. Like, you know, go back 100 years ago and we didn't really have these tools that we have now to see the physiological and the biological interconnection with our brain and the emotions and so forth. But we are, we're wired to to basically fight or resist change. Mm-hmm. Yet our heart for something bigger, something better, some you know, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So if we're not careful, that can end up into an internal war that's very stressful. And the key is to understand how to use the part of our brain that's biologically programmed for to stay and keep things safe and to turn things into systems along with the part of the passion and the heart and the spirit to reach for more. And when we do that successfully, you know, it's not a thing that we can ever get perfect at, but every day, you know, working on, on that, uh, we see so much progress. Mm -hmm. Well, and you say you can't get perfect at it, but it's uh, moving towards something. uh, You know, we, another thing that uh, uh, a concept we've, we've had uh, uh, some great conversations about is the intention paradox. You know, the idea that you have goals, but you are happy where you are. Right. Yeah. Right. This radical acceptance of of where we are right now, Mm -hmm. at the same time that we hold this huge dream, and then we're willing to take action, even if it's a small action. And that's like asking your brain to do all these different things at the same time. 
you know, walk, chew gum, rub your tummy or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, when we get that balance, it's just magic. Yeah, it's what, you know, that, uh, you know, that uh, radical acceptance of where we are. That's the, um, uh, I remember my dad used to say, uh, uh, no matter where you go, there you are. And I always thought he was just trying to be funny until later on I found out that's something Confucius said. And the, in the wisdom of Confucian, Confucius, I think what he meant was where you are is where you really are, not where you wish you were, not where you would have been if you had done something different or if someone else had behaved differently. And when we can accept mm-hmm. where we are and, and, and go from there. That, yeah. that is a powerful place and to be. And one thing that I've noticed a lot with uh, some of my consulting clients is they can confuse radical acceptance with resignation. And they're completely different concepts. Because radical acceptance is saying, okay, I know that I'm at point A. Now that I know this, I can see that I can take a path. I can go to B and C. Uh, when we don't accept it, we're basically not at point A. We're not anywhere where we can take action because we haven't accepted where we actually are to take and begin from. Yeah. And that's what the acceptance is. It's not saying, I just, I'm going to accept this and this is the way it is. It's never going to change. That's not what I mean by acceptance. What I mean by is aligning ourselves with where we actually are so yeah. we can take a journey from here. Yeah, re- re- kind of a reality check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so we got a reality check now. We've got, uh, we're going into a break and we'll be coming back uh, after the break with uh, more good stuff from uh, Sherry Sarver-Johnson, the uh, chairperson of the board for Brave Hearts for Kids. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of 60. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
All right. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about the future, and it's better than you think it is. So, to connect with us, check out our sponsor website, braveheartsforkids.org. You can also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. And, uh, you know, particularly, I, I wanted to mention that if you if you do work with a, a nonprofit organization or social enterprise, we love to do retreats to help uh, help with this mission building behavior and uh, uh, let us know that if we can connect with you about that uh, be sure to connect with us on social media too uh, you can like and follow us on Facebook at Brave Hearts for Kids on Facebook and then connect with me on LinkedIn too our guest today is Sherry Sarver Johnson she's the a chief executive officer what is it, what is it? Uh, a chairperson of the board with Brave Hearts for Kids uh, she's the mad scientist, uh, <laughs> mad being make a difference. And she can be reached at braveheartsforkids.org website or email Sherry Johnson at braveheartsforkids.org. And the number there, 630-389-8248. Especially if you have a, a story uh, for the Brave Hearts for Kids organization or if you need help or know someone that needs help because that's uh, that's what Brave Hearts for Kids does. You can like and follow us on Facebook and you know please consider making Brave Hearts for Kids your Amazon Smile charity. I just saw that on a, on a billboard the other day. Make mm-hmm. make something mm-hmm. your Amazon Smile. We're on there. Charity and, yeah. and uh, you know why not? You know it, Absolutely. Uh, every, and bit of, every bit helps. Every bit helps and it's like it's it, again you know going back to that grain of rice uh-huh. story and uh, uh, you know, if, if if you're not familiar with that, of course, that's the story of the the invention of chess, and the uh, uh, the the, uh, the king uh, decided to give a grain of rice to uh, uh, to the uh, inventor of the game for uh, for the first square on the board, and then double it each day. And uh, so he'd have two, and then four, and then eight, and you know he'd have almost a tablespoon of rice by the time he got to the end of the first line. But by the time he was halfway across the board, he had all the rice in the kingdom. And so uh, you know it's those little things that mean a lot, the little incremental steps. And you were you were talking about that mm-hmm. uh, before we went to the break, right? Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many analogies that we could use, and um, at the same time, you know, just keeping it. Keeping it simple, I guess, is you know we might want to fly somewhere, but we we still have to walk to the car and and then take the car to the freeway and you know maybe take a bus or train or something to get to the plane. To get to the airport, yeah. Uh, we can't just beam ourselves over. And sometimes <laughs> our vision is so big that it seems like you know we're just hunting for anything that's going to catapult us. And what's going to catapult us is just walking out the door, getting in the car, taking the steps that we know. Yeah. Up front. And then if we keep consistently taking those steps more and more, actually, you're on a jet and you're really rolling. Yeah. And, you know, the, the airplane story is, is another good story. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back to that another time. Okay. Because, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the idea that most of the trip 
doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. Yeah, but you're going six hundred like miles an hour. You feel you like know? you're pushing that boulder up the hill or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. They, everything reminds me of a story. You know that, and um, uh, you know I know one of the things that that you've done a lot of. You've, you've worked with a lot of nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. and uh, Brave Hearts for Kids. You you are the the uh, lead. I, I describe you sometimes as the heart and soul and brains of Brave Hearts for Kids. And, wow, that's uh, a lot. <laughs> it, well, you know, it's a, it's it, you know, it's a still a small charity. So you're the heart and soul and brains. I'm the feet and the mouth. And uh, you know, so we've got uh, we've got some other board members. I guess you'd call them the backbone. You know that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we're so all in it. Too. Everybody's got yeah. everybody's got a, a, a role with that. You know, when when we talk about nonprofit organizations, um, so often I hear people say something like. Um, well, we're we're a, we're a nonprofit. We're not a business. We're a nonprofit organization, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it it's it it, it it hurts my heart to hear that because it seems that if you know, unless you really treat it as a business, it's not going to be successful. Yeah. Is, is that what you've experienced? Well, you know that you know going back way back to my beginning when I um, left IBM, I <laughs> jumped into the venture capital world, and and one of the things that we looked at number one is this sustainable mm-hmm. is this idea sustainable because mm-hmm. the idea could be amazing yeah world changing but are we going to be able to uh, you know are they going to be able to sustain themselves to get to that level mm-hmm. and i think that that conversation sometimes is missing with the nonprofit world because there's so much heart and there's so much passion mm-hmm. to get something done and they're just like we're going to find a way and at the same time, there's a real need for the conversation mm-hmm. of capacity building, building a foundation that is going to support the passion and the mission mm-hmm. as much as the passion and the mission is going to support the people that it's being served because it's all one serves the other. And without the foundation, yeah. it eventually runs out of gas or maybe it never even gets off the, gets off the ground, so well, to speak. Well, I suppose one of, the, one of the big differences with a nonprofit organization, uh, and, you know, and there's, and there's an awful lot of nonprofit organizations. And, and you know, when we think of, when, when I'm thinking public charities as opposed to the biggest nonprofit organizations are education and healthcare, where there is a uh, a fee for service mm-hmm. provided. There is a revenue um, model. There, there's a yeah a revenue model fee yeah. fee for service provided, and with with so many um, uh, charitable organizations or uh, public charities, uh, what what people think of as the 501c3, there's. Um, there there's, isn't an engine. There isn't a revenue well, model a, that yeah. can be depended on. It's yeah. you know you have a good because you the have a good gala, being, and the, then yeah, you know, the, and then there's like months of nothing. The or, fundraising is yeah. is done by people that are not the people being served directly. You know, mm-hmm. so like a, a, a pediatric mm-hmm. cancer charity, the uh, the children. And the families of the children, because we know that when when a child gets sick, it's like the whole family is sick, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, they, they're not, you know, they, yeah, most the of the time. Yeah, the nonprofit is the, the toughest because you're not just running a organization to serve where you, you know, if you think of it in terms of like a business, you know, you have your product or your service. Yeah. You're not just doing that. You're also running another piece of it to raise money to do that. Mm-hmm. And that piece that's raising money isn't always 
dependable. So you don't even know necessarily, you know, what you can do the next month out or the, you know, two months out. Yeah. And it's extremely stressful situation. And then you compound that with many times these organizations are started by people who've been through whatever it is that, that they're trying to help now, like they're turning back and they're helping. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, in our case, yeah, right. family that had their child had cancer, mm-hmm. deeply, deeply moved by the experience, mm-hmm. wanting to help other families not have to go through. Also a have much. a positive outcome. Exactly. And, yeah. ha- and so they're working from such a deep heart space, yet there is that need for the business head, you know, for, yeah. for being able to figure out how to manage that part of it. Yeah, well, I had a I had a great conversation last week with uh, with my friend Wally Goulet, and uh, we were talking about the idea that um, uh, nonprofit is 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 you know it's it's a it's an interesting concept because we tend to think of it well it's we we don't make a profit and uh, we, you know he's he's got a lot of experience with this he uh, a lot of experience working in the, in the co op world, and he said that. Uh, 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 our, our mutual friend uh, Vern Dosh had something that he said about that. He said, uh, "There is no uh, mission without a margin," mm-hmm. and so they they don't uh, they don't call it uh, profit; they call it margin. And it's you know have to have more revenue in a nonprofit as as any other business. Or you, or can, you cannot continue to operate. You have to have more coming in the door, the front door, the going out the back door. Let's say. Yeah, you have to. Um, the, so, um, no mission without a margin, and yeah, a, a kind of a, uh, you know, I had, had had some notes on something that I wanted to to get into, and and I know we're we're getting already toward the end of our second segment here, but the idea that in the third millennium. I, I've, I've said this over and over again. I, I say, uh, I, re, I repeat myself. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned this at, uh, talking to Matt at the break, uh, the idea that uh, it's easier to have a conversation with something like today. Mm-hmm. It just seems easier to, to, uh, to do the radio show mm-hmm. than doing it all by myself. Because even though I've had a lot of conversations with myself over the years, I found that those arguments that I have with myself, you know, <laughs> trying to avoid losing those arguments, man, that's that's kind of the bottom rung right there. Uh, but the, uh, uh, the one of the things that, that you know I say is is the uh, in the third millennium, every truly successful business will be a social enterprise, mm-hmm. some kind of a social enterprise. Mm-hmm. And what do, what do you think about that? Well. I truly believe that too. And I love the fact that we're in a place where we can kind of help that happen or, or be part of it. And, you know, I guess one question would be, well, what is a socially, you know, what is a social enterprise? Yeah. And um, so probably there's different definitions of that. But I think for myself, it's a, a business that is concerned about more than their business. They're concerned about the environment in which they operate in, mm-hmm. which basically sustains the business. They're concerned about their employees, too, because mm-hmm. everything contributes to the business. They're also concerned about the social well-being of those in the community, whether it's the local community or, or you know, further out into other countries. And just the realization that we're none of 
no one is an island. No company is living in a vacuum. Everything is dynamic. Mm-hmm. And uh, to appreciate that and want to give back into the dynamism that is sustaining the organization. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the uh, would it be fair to say that the social enterprise in, in the briefest possible uh, way of putting it is, is, is just a, a business that gets it? Mission before profits. Mission before profit. Yeah, mission. Yeah, mission because if you building. if you accomplish your mission, you won't have to worry about profits. Was it? Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. You had that great quote from Henry Ford. It's something how, like how that. that? It's yeah, it's hey, like, I uh, have it here somewhere. Okay, it's, it. the, it's the, uh, the the thing about the obscene profits or oh, exactly. uh, embarrassing oh, profits. He said. Uh, I mean, it wasn't hilarious. It was really good. Actually. Yeah. Okay, so I guess nothing is near under the sun because Henry Ford was talking a lot about this a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just one of the quotes I found, which was so cool, Henry Ford said, a business absolutely devoted to service will have only one worry, and that's about profits. They will be embarrassingly large. Yeah, and that, you know, that's that's the kind of thing. And I think the, the, the best example that, uh, that I think of when I think of a social enterprise is Tesla. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, a company that uh, it's just now it's just kind of the coolest thing out there, you know, yeah. and with the space, uh, SpaceX and, well, and all this. Yeah, I mean, when you think about uh, right now, we, I mean, we well, we've always had genius minds, but we mm-hmm. have the technology to really leverage that right now. Yeah. And I kind of think of it like when people go to the Olympics and they're and they're running races and they're, you know, doing snowboarding and skiing or you know, mm-hmm. diving, whatever it is. There's two groups in my mind and one group. They're there to push the envelope of what humans can do. Yeah. And the other group is there for personal glory. Yeah. I know maybe there's a little crossover. Yes, yeah, certainly. But yeah. absolutely, I think at the core, there's a there's a motivational difference. Yeah. And when you see companies like Tesla that they're pushing the envelope mm-hmm. and they're trying to bring the whole world with them mm-hmm. because they're like, hey, this is open source. Mm-hmm. If you can do this better, you know, go for it because – they're they're thinking on something like a, you talk about the legacy timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is something, you know. This is a kind of a new, or maybe it's a forgotten concept for a while. Yeah. But isn't that cool? I'm yeah. just thinking about the impact in terms of four or five hundred years instead of like today and this quarter's profits. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, you know, we're going to cover a couple of those. You touched on a couple of things we've got to hit uh, after we get back from the break, um, which we are going to uh, very shortly. And we'll be back with you again after 60 seconds. So stick with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio, and I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about the future, and it's better than you think it is. So connect with us on our sponsor website, uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org. You can email me at uh, MissionSpecialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. And uh, be sure to connect with us on social media, too. Uh, like and follow us at uh, on Facebook for BraveHearts for Kids. Click, connect with me on LinkedIn, too. Our guest today is Sherry Sarver-Johnson, the mad scientist. She's the uh, chairperson of the board of the Brave Hearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Uh, she can be reached at uh, braveheartsforkids.org, the website. Uh, her email, Sherry Johnson at braveheartsforkids.org. And uh, by phone, 630-389-8248, especially if you've got a great story or if you need help or know somebody that needs help. Um, please uh, also plan to like and follow uh, Brave Hearts for Kids on Facebook and maybe consider making Brave Hearts for Kids your Amazon Smile charity. So we've we've covered a lot of ground here, and I know you have to leave in just a few minutes. So... Um, you know, it's 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 we we've got a lot we've got a lot of that we've, oh, we've talked about started. a lot we've we got a lot uh, sometimes I I have this thing I I say my brain is full, and uh, you know we can we can get to that point uh, uh, very quickly. One of the things that I know that um, we had talked about is uh, you know this idea of that we're at the best time in the history of the world, the best place mm-hmm. in the history of the world, and um, w- what about the vision? for brave hearts for kids uh, you know I, I, I sometimes i'm asked about that and i'll i'll say uh you know the the long-term vision for brave hearts for kids as a pediatric cancer charity is what are we going to do with those pediatric cancer facilities now that the disease doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. because one by one we eradicate things that uh, they, you know and one by one uh that's that's the nature of humankind mm-hmm. To, to mm-hmm. take care of that book what are, what is the, some of the vision that you have for the for the next five years for well I love what you just said because that is the ultimate goal is to eradicate cancer altogether for everyone including kids and uh, so that would be the big dream yeah and then the small steps that we're making is mm-hmm. what we do in between yeah 
And today, what we do and what we focus on is helping families here and now for whatever they're going through, if yeah. it's financial, if it's emotional, whatever, we help make them, connect them with what mm, they need yeah. to get through. Because you know what? There is no future if you don't get to it. So we've got to start where we are again and take the steps that we can take. Begin, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's what we focus on. And uh, again, if anyone's listening and you know somebody who, a family who is suffering through uh, with a situation where their child has cancer, maybe they've just been diagnosed, so they don't know where to turn, we ask you to please give us a call. Please urge them to call us at 630-389-8200. And that's for people that uh, need help, people that know somebody that needs help, people that can help. And people who can help, if you want to support us, that's always welcome. If you want to volunteer, we've got lots of projects that you can help us work on. And uh, together, we're making a difference. Yeah. Make, you know, and it's uh, instead of doing good anywhere, mm-hmm. does good everywhere. Another thing that I'm really excited about is last year we did our first phone app and uh, that was a it was kind of a journey we started uh, basically putting together stories to make it an inspirational uh, story so that could be read and and help other people hold on when they're in a dark place and that led to putting together resources a list of resources that just kind of grew and grew and that turned into an app that's now available for people to put on either their Google Android or, mm-hmm. or their iPhone. Yep, yep. And it's so cool because it's all over. The, we have resources now all over the United States. And wherever you are, download the app. And it is location sensitive. So it will pick up what is in your your surrounding if, if neighborhood you're, if you're or, Houston, you know, if you're in exactly. Or if you're and in, you can set the, you can set the range. So like, say you just want to know like what's in your 20 mile radius yeah. or maybe you're willing to drive a ways and, and meet up with some uh, people or some uh, organizations that could help you uh, a few hundred miles out. You can set that mm-hmm. and see exactly what's available to you because there are so many people with the heart to help there are so many organizations and the big thing is just getting the word out so people know that there's help they're not alone yeah yeah and it reminds me of a time when we um uh we're at the the facility uh living well Mm -hmm. you know and uh, they they they, uh let us use their conference room for a meeting for brave hearts for kids Mm -hmm. and uh that we you know we were thanking for them thanking them for that and they said you know we don't we we don't uh, we're not really concerned about uh, who gets credit as long as the families get help. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought that's the way it ought to be. See, that's you know? how the world will change. That's, that's and, how and the world is know, changing. That, that's how it is yeah. changing. Yeah. yeah. And people. It kind of goes back to the thing we said about the Olympics. It's, yeah. it's pushing the envelope for humankind is more important than who gets the credit for having done it. Now, we help spur each other on through competition. But it's friendly competition. It's yeah. it's the kind of cooperative competition that brings out the best in well, everybody. Well, you know, they, there's um, you, you know, I'm a big track and field fan, mm-hmm. and of course, the uh, um, the, the uh, uh, world championships of track and field are just uh, just finishing up in Doha in Qatar, and it was really interesting to see that. And w- one of the things, well, two things I want to just mention from that that were so interesting to me. One was the uh, the the race in the 400 meter hurdles between the the uh, American uh, Sydney Sydney McLaughlin and Delilah Muhammad, and uh, they they've gone back and forth this year, and and they're the two best 
ever in the event. Um, the uh, Delilah Muhammad set a world record at the championships. And uh, uh, Sidney McLaughlin, who's only 19, ran the third best time ever uh, to finish second in the event. Wow. Uh, and, and I'm thinking these two could really be something like the face of the U.S. Olympic team next year mm-hmm. uh, because uh, they, they have this this friendly, it looks like friendly competition anyway. When, yeah. they, when they get them for the interview in the camera, they, they appear to like each other. And I see that uh, in, in at the highest levels of, of sport. Uh, the other one that was so... Um, inspiring was uh the the and i don't know his name but uh the the man that won the high jump competition well he was from qatar and so he was the hometown guy Mm -hmm. and the whole place was just uh was just electric with support for him as he was uh jumping over over the bar that's as as high as the 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 roof and (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> high on the roof in your I know. house, you like, know, it's incredible, and and it's uh, and, and 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 the you know when he jumped over the bar, then the you know the French athlete and the and the Russian athletes and the you know the other athletes just celebrated right along with him. So. Um, well, I, I know I know you have to you, you have to get going. You've got another. Well, this has been so much fun, and and I feel like we can we do this started. again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's 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 uh, let's let's set it up. I know we've got a, a segment we you need know, to. You know, I'll have your people call my people. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you do that. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, 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 well, th- thanks so much, Sherry Sarver Johnson, the mad scientist. Make a difference. Mad for make yeah. a difference. Mad is make, make a, a difference. difference. And, and I'm all about finding out ways, better ways to make a difference. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, Thank we'll, you. we'll see you it's next been time. Really good. It's been right. fun. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it I'm gonna bring it home with a couple of stories. The um, the idea of making a difference, it, it always reminds me of that um, that's that song that was such a uh, such an important song, you know, about the time I, I met Sherry and it's uh, called uh, What About Now? And the video to that has uh, vignettes of terrible things, uh, uh, famine and, and suffering going on in other in other parts of the world. And I think there was one example in particular that was in Chicago. But uh, at some point, then the. Uh, the the, uh, the the scene flips and there's a a light bulb as in a, a light came on and then uh, it, the scene switches to uh, people who are making a difference and the, the words I am the difference came on the screen and that, that, that that's such a that's such a terrific video and so thanks Chris Daughtry for uh, making that uh, making that song and making that video happen you know there's uh, one other thing that I wanted to touch on uh, when uh, Sherry brought up the Olympics and the idea of uh, pursuing excellence and going after a goal and 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 that's um, uh, coming up uh, this Saturday uh, Eliud Kipchoge uh, the Kenyan world record holder in the marathon is going to be uh, making an attempt at a sub two hour marathon. And he's been working with a team of runners that are that are pacing and, and training with him to do this. I see this as it, you know it's something like uh, the it's something like the um, 
four-minute mile barrier because it was it's a barrier and it's something that in the in the concept of human achievement uh, that's that's something that that will be crossed at some point um, and it, it, to see Eliud Kipchoge uh, the, the you know the greatest runner in the world going after that and um, uh, looking to make that happen in I believe it's in Vienna uh, Saturday this week. That's going to be exciting to, to watch and to follow. So we're winding down on the show. I'd wanted to touch base with you also about the national day calendar, uh, nationaldaycalendar.com. The, you know, the national day calendar, terrific supporter of brave hearts for kids and the national day calendars, all kinds of fun things going on today. October 7th is uh, child health day. And so really appropriate that we had uh, Sherry Sarver-Johnson from the Brave Hearts for Kids organization on for Child Health Day. Also Consignment Day, Frappe Day, Inner Beauty Day, and LED Light Day. So check out nationaldaycalendar.com for, for more fun ideas with that. You know, in October, it's also the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink promotion. And, you know, we're a pediatric cancer organization, Brave Hearts for Kids. Uh, you know, we love the work that American Cancer Society does, and I help them whenever I can. I was the MC for an event for Real Men Wear Pink a couple of summers ago. And this was an event at the uh, West Chicago Railroad Days. And... I was the MC for the event, and the idea was that uh, there were several men that uh, decided they would, throughout the month of October, wear pink every day and uh, do that as a way to raise money and raise awareness for breast cancer. And so they, I introduced the, uh, the various uh, uh, dignitaries in particular, and the mayor of Naperville and the mayor of West Chicago, and then because it was uh, an event that took place in West Chicago, the uh, the mayor of West Chicago, uh, I turned it over to him. I turned the, the, the program over to him so that he could uh, announce the uh, the band that was playing. And that was the final event. That was the uh, the big event for the West Chicago Railroad Days. And the, the band was something called Think Floyd, which was a Pink Floyd tribute band. And I thought, wow, a Pink Floyd tribute band. And we're at the Real Men Wear Pink event. That was genius. And uh, John Miller, the guy that set it up, he said, you know, it was just a coincidence. Well, you've probably heard before, that there are no coincidences. And even if you don't believe in that, you may have heard, pay attention to the coincidences. So I want to thank you for joining us this week. We've been talking about uh, the um, mission specialist and the future and how the future is better than you think it is. So remember to check out bravehearts4kids.org. Follow and like us on Facebook, and also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Please plan to join us every Monday at 4 Eastern and uh, 1 Pacific, and uh, next, uh, next week we'll again be talking about the future, and our guest is Dr. Carl Sovak. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. We'll see you next week. Until then, be well. Be well. 
Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 